Welcome to another exciting episode of Seeing Reddit, where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. What if there was a movie where Vin Diesel was Bruce Banner and then The Rock was the Hulk? Uh, <laughs> well, no, hold on. That's a very unimpressive transformation. <laughs> we already have a person who is contrasted with The Rock in many films who is much smaller than him. And it's Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart as Bruce Banner and The Rock as the Hulk. No, I like this no. going back to like uh, the George Reeves Superman days where no. like the transformation isn't that impressive. Now, Louisa. He played both you... characters. Now, <laughs> yeah, okay. it wasn't impressive at all. Hey, hey, one of you needs to let me talk sometimes. <laughs> I don't think so. No, we don't. Shut up. Shut your faces. You talk the most. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I'm saying, Louisa, you do realize that there was a Hulk TV show that also had an unimpressive transformation that you could have referenced instead of Christopher Reeve's Superman, right? Well, that transformation is more impressive than the one I wanted to reference because the one I'm pitching is the least impressive. So you want to make it less impressive than the already unimpressive Hulk TV show that was out there? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> now, what I'm glad about we're Mark- all on the same page now, yes. What about Mark Ruffalo turning into The Rock? I no, can see that being I'm good. I'm sick of Mark Ruffalo and his like- dumb bullshit. I like oh, Mark Ruffalo. He's very I'm good. Sick of I think I'm he's so good at it. it. Eh, I'm whiny. Look how funny it is. Fuck you. That's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a good actor. And <laughs> no. Like, he's found a role that he's good at playing. No. Hopefully I mean, he's he just gets killed. <laughs> he just does. He's just doing the same thing he does in real life. He's whining all the time about the world in real life. I yeah. like that though. I like when an actor uh, uses like literally all of their time outside of movies to be like, "Hey, the world's really bad, and I'm going to draw attention to it." <laughs> Instead of yeah, like, no, stay, argue, arguing with a chair or whatever. Stay in your lane, <laughs> actors. I'm just kidding. I don't feel that at all. I don't want to hear from a celebrity. <laughs> That's so crazy to me. The idea that celebrity newscasters can be like, hey, celebrities, zip it up. Like, what are you, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, okay. Geraldo yeah. Rivera. Yeah, like, you are also that already. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> Why? They have as much, if not more, of a right to say these. You don't even have anything I care about that you've done. <laughs> He opened Al Capone's vault and there was nothing in it, so... Yeah, your biggest success is how stupid you were that one time, Geraldo (laughs) Rivera. That's... Like, just thinking about that makes me so happy. It's so funny that that (laughs) happened to him. Like, they didn't just... That's why... Like, that must be the moment where every TV producer who later got into reality TV was like, alright, we're just gonna script everything, and if there's funny moments, we're not going to put them in without recreating them later. (laughs) Everything is going to get multiple takes, even natural moments of comedy. Oh, yes. Well, that's... All comedy now is redone over and over again until it's not funny anymore. Thanks, Mm, Will Ferrell. Hold on, that's the normal way, is you do multiple takes. Nope. Did you think- Not on my improv movies, Jeff. (laughs) Wait, hold on, Uh, you're gonna blame Will Ferrell, but he does all that improv (laughs) stuff. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) 
Yeah, the problem with those movies is they need to hire an editor who doesn't like Will Ferrell movies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's so many people who, for some reason, like... I think Will Ferrell is actually a very good actor and makes a lot of good jokes, but Mm. for some reason a lot of people like all of his jokes, even the ones that aren't good, and then you see internet memes of, like... You know, you sit on a throne of lies from Elf, and you're like, that's the least funny joke in that movie. <laughs> Provably, that's the least funny thing he said. Yeah, I I like, I think that he's a good actor, and like none of his jokes that he's ever made. I don't know, Elf is a pretty funny movie. Yeah, though. it's pretty good. I dislike it. Uh, I also <laughs> might just dislike it because it came out when I was in high school and was very popular. You were never popular in high school. <laughs> no, no, the movie, the movie was. Of I know, course I wasn't. Burn. I know, I'm just making a joke. <laughs> you can't make a joke that I agree with and have it be a burn. <laughs> uh, okay, so, uh, Jeff, what have you been up to online this week? Uh, mine's really good, I should go last. No, mine's good. <laughs> I got nothing, how about that? <laughs> uh, okay, we'll let Louisa go last. Think of something while we're here. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday I, um, or let's go back a couple days. I want to say Wednesday, I saw a tweet that was like, hey, sign up to do this game jam at Indicate East in Queens, New York. And I clicked and I signed up and I'm like, hmm, I don't have anyone to be on my team. I'm going to sign up with just me and click four-person team. And then uh, a day later, I got an email back that was like, you've been accepted to the game jam. I'm like, oh no, it's Thursday. This is <laughs> what Saturday. What was going to happen? <laughs> I thought that they would be like, nah, we're full up rejection. But no, they really needed people. Uh, and so I texted everyone I knew who like seemed maybe like they would be into it or they lived nearby and eventually found two friends to participate in it with me. Uh, and we went yesterday, uh, arrived at like 9.45 a.m., started making a video, uh, not a video, like a board game thing at 10.30 a.m. and finished at 10 p.m. Uh, without leaving the building at all uh, in a programming language none of us were familiar with. Um And it worked. We did it. We made the whole thing. It was using, like, these little uh, Arduino boards. Uh, It's on Kickstarter right now. It's called Blinks. And the tile, it's, like, supposed to be uh, programmable game pieces to make uh, full, like, tabletop games or integrate with uh, tabletop games that you make. And the idea is you can, they have six little lights on them and also six little IR ports and they're hexagons and you can magnet them together to communicate information between them that will change the lights on them or uh, change different states in them by pushing the button that is on the top of each one. Uh, and so we made a little game where... Uh, we got six of the tiles, and we're like, it was like, all right, now learn how to program in C sharp. And I'm like, okay, I guess. And so I, I did, uh, and we made a little Russian roulette game where a little spinning dot on a middle tile uh, spins around, and it's like randomly assigned the number of uh, bullets you have to go through before it actually fires, uh, and everyone takes turns pushing the button. 
and then it'll eventually stop. And if it's pointing at a blank space, it you're out. And if it's pointing at one of the tiles, the tile will take damage and eventually like do a little explode animation and you remove it from the game. And it just goes around like that. It's a little fun party game. And I and, made it. And when you say you're out, you mean you have to kill yourself? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. That's how I understand Russian roulette has to end, right? Uh-huh. Uh, you could think of it like hot potato, where at the end you eat a boiling potato. Yes. I would like it if you had programmed these little game pieces to explode and kill you. <laughs> I really wanted to get into, like, some of the base level stuff that wasn't just in the, like, library of code made for these things, and be like, all right... I'm gonna get in there and be like, "We, you, if you do this action, the board turns off permanently. It's broken." You should have, you should have <laughs> hacked it, Jeff. Yeah, okay. uh-huh. you, tr- you should have done hacking. Yeah, with 170 <laughs> lines of code total for the entire game to exist, I should have hacked yep. it. Yep, you should have <laughs> hacked it and wished for more lines of code. <laughs> I mean, I could have just written more lines of code, but that was how it turned out. So no, no, you gotta hack it like a genie. <laughs> oh, genies do hacking now. Is that what the wishes are? Oh man, our you're cool wel- modern genies like Shazam yeah, do. You're, you're welcome, Hollywood. <laughs> here's your here's your new blockbuster. It's a thousand and one Arabian Nights, but with hackers. Oh man, does it take place in like a techno future version of Arabia or wherever that took place? It takes place in that. What is that tallest building in the world in uh like Burj Dubai? Yeah, in Dubai, yeah. It takes the, place in that Burge. building. Yeah. What? Uh okay, so it takes place n- like now. It's not in the techno future that is also somehow the past. Uh no, I'm going to say it's modern day, but there is <laughs> okay. magic. Uh, then I guess it takes place in the United Arab Emirates in the Burj Dubai Hotel. Okay, sure. And yep. the movie is called Tower Heist. Pretty good. I was gonna <laughs> yeah. say Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. <laughs> <laughs> that does take place in, on, in that building frequently. Yes, oh man, I saw true. the trailer for the new one of those. This time they tied Tom Cruise to a helicopter and flew the helicopter around I while he dangled. I can't believe Tom Cruise is still making those <laughs> stupid-ass movies. And I, they always tout that he does his own stunts. He's gonna die on one of them, isn't he? Like, that's yeah. how that series is gonna end. No, yeah. he's got alien powers from Scientology. I don't think he's started doing the stunts for them until the fourth one because the first three are like supposed to be like gritty like reboots of the mission impossible franchise and there's not really any big stunts besides (laughs) doing the wire thing through those lasers which is nothing that's not a stunt well he had to drop on that like weird bungee cord right i've only seen the first one and it was a very long time ago i have not seen the first two they had magical, like, uh, face masks that looked like those dumb plastic face masks you can buy, except it made your face look exactly like somebody else's face, right? Yeah, who was the guy he was pretending to be? Angelina Jolie's dad? John Voight. Probably. John Voight? I think yeah. he pretended to be John Voight for part of that movie. It's crazy that that movie was directed by Brian De Palma. Like, every one of those movies has a famous director. It was Brian De Palma, John Woo, and then J.J. Uh, Abrams, and then the fourth one was Brad Bird, who made The Incredibles and Ratatouille. Uh, yeah, but he sure- no one should have made any of these movies. I don't know- I literally don't think I know anyone who's seen 
more than half of the Mission Impossible movies. I have seen three, four, and five, and four, well, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol is one of my favorite movies ever. How do you not know this about me? <laughs> I do know that about you. I don't understand it about you, but I did know that that was the case. Bradford was... has never made a bad movie. <laughs> That's fine. Well, Ratatouille isn't great. Come on. Ratatouille's okay. Well, but Ratatouille's <laughs> awesome. The, his worst movie by far is Tomorrowland, and that was more because uh, the marketing tricked you into thinking it was a fun movie. <laughs> it's a sad movie about how the future is doomed. <laughs> I, that, <laughs> whose idea was that to make that movie, by the way? I'm still baffled that that happened. It's, it's a good movie that I liked, but I came out of it being like, why did they... That doesn't promote the park or make Disney seem cool at all. Why did they why did they have the idea to make it and then not pay attention to what the person who made it was doing? And like I am a person I'm a big fan of Tomorrowland the Disney property and Disney in general and I had absolutely zero interest in that movie. I'm its target audience and I didn't care. How did anyone care about that movie? I mean, I went to see it purely on the strength of the filmmaker, and, like, it's it's just such a weird movie. When they find- they go- they spend maybe 20 minutes at the end of the movie in Tomorrowland, and nobody is there. It's empty. Like, what? Why? <laughs> they ran out of budget. <laughs> but they, like, computer-generated this whole beautiful futuristic place, and then they didn't put any actors in it. Yep. No budget. Uh, So did you win your Game Jam or whatever? Uh, I did not win any of the judged awards, but the guy who, uh, one of the, the guy who made the hardware, I think, there's like a two-person team who is kickstarting this device, came up to me and like, "Uh, we want to send you a dev kit. We were really impressed by how you uh, made that game, despite having no programming experience. (laughs) Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So hopefully that will be like a thing. And they want, uh, they're having everybody who participated upload their games to a GitHub repository so that they can like work on them and have games for their platform if they're successfully kickstarted, which it seems like it it launched like two days ago and it's already a third funded. So it seems like it'll go. Well, I'm glad to hear the explanation for what your game was, because you put a video of it on Instagram yep. with no explanation, and I abs- just couldn't tell what any of it was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing I was most proud of was, these things are really, like, finicky. Like, they once you turn them on, they do... You can set them to do something when they turn on, and then do a loop of activity over and over. And I was able to make it so that you could kind of break them out of that loop and reset them. Cool. <clears throat> anyway, what did you do online, Matt? Uh, well, I spent the past couple of days getting very deep, pun intended, into a new game that just came out of early uh, access called Subnautica. Have you guys heard of this game? Yeah, I heard uh, of it on I... The Besties, where Justin McElroy said he loved it. I think I've heard of it. I got it from a Humble Bundle kit. I think it was a monthly uh, pass a couple months ago, so you probably have it too, Jeff, because I know you're on Humble Bundle as well. Yeah, but I, I don't usually do the um, the monthly. Ah. Well, anyway, uh, I had it, and I, it was like, 
not super interested in it because it's it was originally intended to be a VR game, and I don't have VR. But oh, uh, I do have it. <laughs> but I heard some people talking about how good it was, including on the besties and also in just life. Uh, and so I gave it a shot, and it is great. It is probably the best like first person survival game I've ever played. Um, because it doesn't try to get into, like, cutesy stuff as much as a lot of them do. Like, I played The Long Dark, and I was like, oh, man, this is gonna be so edgy and scary. But then there was, like, I don't know, collecting stuffed animals for old ladies and stuff. Like, I don't... <laughs> I'm not gonna fuck around with that. Um, they do a really good job in Subnautica of the thing that most survival games do a bad job of, which is making you start out feeling, like, powerless in this terrible world, and then, over time, you become the master of this domain. Um, I find that usually most ga- most crafting survival games like this fail on either making you feel helpless or making you feel like you finally accomplished something, but this game does a radical job of it, and, like, the first time I made a giant-ass submarine and launched a torpedo into a giant squid, I was like, this is the greatest. This is so much fun. Well, that does sound cool. I'm going to have to boot up my gaming computer and install this. Yeah, you should absolutely try it. If you have ever liked any survival, uh, like, crafting survival game, like Minecraft on up, uh, this is my favorite of them. I think you'll really dig it, so... Have you played uh, Dragon Quest Builders at all? I haven't. I've been thinking about getting it on my Switch because I, I've i always liked the Dragon Quest franchise and I heard it's very good, um, but I, I couldn't bring myself to pay $60 for it, so now that the price is coming down... I mean, it just came out. It. I think it launched at $50. <clears throat> um, like, if well, you want to get it, it on... Out on... I mean, on PlayStation 4 last year, it came out at 60 Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to get it on PS4, you could probably get it, like, super on sale, but it just came out on Switch, so it's still, unfortunately, uh, a higher price that I also am unwilling to pay for it, but I played the demo and was very pleased, because uh, it, like, when you launch it up, it replays, like, the last cutscene of Dragon Quest, where the Dragon Lord's like, hey, do you want to help me take over the world? And if you answer yes in the original game, you get a game over. And if you answer no, the fight starts. And in this one, uh, you answer yes, and then the it's like uh, 100 years later or something. And you have to rebuild the world because the hero and the dragon lord destroyed it, everything. And they kind I of thought just... you were going to say you answer yes, and then what you're building is siege weapons for the dragon lord <laughs> to destroy everything. No, I thought that was a fun way to justify that sort of like... Uh, blocky retro aesthetic to be like, oh, it literally is just the bad ending from a game from back then, so we're gonna make it kind of cartoony looking. Hmm. Now, I was gonna say about Subnautica, is it true, because people had said one of the great things about it is sometimes you see, like, a huge fish come out of nowhere, and Mm, that is so awful to me, (laughs) I could never imagine playing it. Does that truly happen? Um, occasionally. Oh, god. 
Uh, <laughs> Too scary. It's like a nightmare. There's, there's this one group of, of monsters called the Reapers. Um, oh, God, even the name is scary. <laughs> and I won't get into any of the plot spoilers, because the plot is genuinely very cool, and as it unfolds, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that this is the plot of this game. Um but they don't start appearing until you've done some of the plot stuff, and then they are around, and they're uh, the they're bigger than your entire habitat. Um, and if yeah. you see one, you just have to kind of run as fast as you can. And I thought I was like, oh, these aren't that scary. I always outrun them. And then one time, one came up right in front of me, and I tried to turn around, and it just grabbed the front of my submarine and just crushed it like a tin can. Uh, it was very scary. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible. Oh no. <laughs> I wanted to see a picture of one, and I looked at a picture of one, no. and it's bad. <laughs> I mean, it's great. They do a good job of making it a scary monster, which is really what you want in these yeah, games. Yeah. I um, thought it would just be a scary shape, but it also has a scary face. Yes, that's true. <laughs> one of the best things about it, though, is that I always feel like in a lot of these survival games, there's a very antagonistic uh world around you like you're being hunted by things or people or whatever a lot of the time whereas 90% of this game nothing gives a shit about you like you just kind of pass on by all these giant fish and then if you get too close they hit you or whatever but mostly they just leave you alone and you leave them alone and it's great also it <sighs> has it has the option to turn off hunger and <clears throat> thirst which ah. every survival game should have because after you get the hang of that, it's just the same thing over and over again forever, <laughs> and that's very boring. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really like, I wish more games had a hunger meter, if I'm being honest, because, uh, <laughs> like, I can't imagine trying to play Minecraft in peaceful mode. I would be so bored. I don't want to build things. I want to go dig down and be like, oh no, I don't have food. I guess I better go uh, kill that skeleton and see if it has any meat in its pockets or something. <laughs> skeletons why? usually don't have a lot of meat. Yeah, That's why something would a I skeleton know skeletons. meat? <laughs> <laughs> they usually aren't. You have to go kill like pigs and dogs and stuff. Yeah, those ones <laughs> definitely have meat. But those that the problem I have with those survival games is that uh, you figure it out, you figure out the best way to get food, and then you get into a rhythm of doing it, and then you just either do it forever, or you realize that it's an unsustainable model, and then all of the work you put into building your base, you're gonna have to rebuild it somewhere else, and either way, it sucks. I don't know, that's part of the fun of it for me. It gives you a definite end point. You're like, oh, I've made all this progress, it got destroyed, I'm dead, and there's no saving. Cool, <laughs> I can stop playing. <laughs> no, but this is the problem, is that it, what I'm saying is that in that scenario, it, it's not like, oh, well, I mean, like, I'm dead now. Like, I know what I need to do, uh, I just don't want to do it. Like, it's just going to be a lot of doing the same stuff I've already done again. It's not, you know... Right. Yeah. It, so anyway, it's it, it's a very good game. I highly recommend it. If you uh, like survival games, you should absolutely try it. Louisa, okay. you um, internet. Nothing really, like really nothing. Every uh, week, I, I've been well this time. Really nothing though. <laughs> That's what you yeah, say sure. every week. <laughs> No, 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 but this it. time though, yeah, you guys. All, all you do time. is tweet. How do you not see other tweets? <laughs> <laughs> I don't click on links to things, those just make people upset. I'm not interested in that. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm looking at Louise's Twitter now, and it says following zero people. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I can just look at my own tweets. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been sick, so I've just been sleeping a lot. And uh, that's now, about it. Now you have this super flu that is killing everyone on Earth. Is that I right? have a very mild sinus infection. And mm-hmm. That is all. And uh, it's killing everyone on Earth. It's killing me, I guess, because I keep sleeping like nine hours a night. <laughs> She's actually one level a- above the super flu. She's got the mega flu. <laughs> it's visible. The individual cells are visible to the naked human eye. Now, can we talk for a second about the fact that Louisa thinks that sleeping nine hours a night is like an insane uh, a sign of impending death? It kind it of is, is one hour more than you should, and That's three hours incorrect. more than most people get to. That is incorrect. This is a thing that drives me crazy. Is that? Like, a very long time ago, the, a study showed that people need an average of eight hours of sleep a night, and then everyone was like, oh, if you sleep more than eight hours, then you suck. That's an average! That's the middle point! Yeah, but Louisa yeah. probably sleeps like five hours a night, because she's always drinking coffee at 9pm. No, that doesn't affect me. So I sleep about seven hours a night, most nights. And she smokes crystal meth, though. always fine, and then at the weekends it'll be eight. But it was uh, nine last night, but then I think it was ten the night before. Like, it's been a bunch. That's still not that crazy. It's not like, I mean, when people get sick, they will often sleep for like 11 or 12 hours if they need to. Yeah, which I guess is what's happening, but it kind of sucks. Well, I wouldn't say that I need to sleep for 11 or 12 hours, but my uh, brain chemistry is such that I definitely do sleep for 11 or 12 hours lately. (laughs) Yeah. I want to know, there's some kind of thing that happens in your body that makes you, uh, so that you can stay in bed for a whole week when you're sick or whatever. It's called depression. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, when you're sick, or I guess when you're depressed or whatever, but, like, if I'm not sick and I try to stay in bed past, like, 10 a.m., I just start to ache all over and he- my head starts to hurt and I just feel like garbage. Why oh, yeah, disagree? which makes you want to stay in bed longer. <laughs> no, then I get out of bed and then it's fine, but... <laughs> then I'm like, oh, I too, my back hurts too much to get out of bed because I stayed in bed all day. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of agree with you, Matt, but I, if I'm, like, feeling okay but there's not much to do, I have no problem staying in bed for a while. I can usually stay in bed at <coughs> maximum an hour after I wake up, and then once that hour is up, it's like my body is, like, punishing me for it. Even if I don't need to, you know, even if I'm not hungry and I don't need to use the bathroom or whatever, if I'm just laying in bed reading the news or whatever, uh, after an hour, my body just starts flagellating me for my idleness. Mm, that's oh, yeah, because you have news. all those whips growing out of your midsection. Your oh, man, that's like, like no cool. more news. You're welcome, uh, Marvel, for your new supervillain idea, whip, <laughs> whip torso. No. That's definitely, like, one of those bad 1993 X-Men that, like, lives with the Morlocks. Well, can- my power is that I have a bunch of prehensile whips that come out of my belly yeah, button. Yeah, can we talk for a <laughs> second about how- be, though? 
fucking terrible the Marvel the the X-Men characters that they came up with in that time period were that were like oh my power is that I have a fully functional computer growing out of my arm like no you don't that is <laughs> that is too far you have I, <clears throat> mutated too much this whip, I liked whip person this whip torso idea is so contrived it would have to be <laughs> created because they thought of a really cool name and they're working yes. the powers around it so what yeah, is that whip really torso. cool name no you already told us whip torso. Uh, whiplash. No, that's already a thing. Yeah. Um, song. Um. Hmm. We'll have to think about uh, it. We'll have to come back to it. Hmm. Why? <laughs> Why? Why would they really think for Torsong? Six lash, like six pack, but with lashes. I don't know. Cat o nine tails. Is someone already named Cat? Ablash. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ablash, actually. It sounds like a late-night infomercial <laughs> Or all, all one word, no space between one L, Navalash. <laughs> and they're like a, a uh, admiral in the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> but also their belly button has a whip coming out of it. Yeah, they were Na- on Na- patrol in the South Pacific when uh, gamma rays hit their <laughs> ship. Something no, happened. it's just their mutant X gene, come on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Na- naval taser, and the whips also have a little electrocute things at the end. Uh, yes. Alright. <laughs> okay, let's get into Dumb. these subreddits. I think mm-hmm. I think we've done the one I got already. No. But we, almost. We did, a cor- we did a corollary. Yeah, so I got r slash no shit Ouija, or Ouija, uh, and we've definitely done another Ouija one, so we're not gonna do this one. <laughs> we did, uh, the this- is like a making fun of our Ask Ouija, which we did. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I got r slash bloggers, perhaps the most generic board we've ever gotten. Yeah. I kind of wonder if it's going to be useful, like, here's some tips if you want to be a blogger, or, like, uh, is it there to tear people down? Like, look at these dumb bloggers. Probably neither. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's I, I think the it's thing. for blogging. After a hundred episodes of doing this show, the only thing that I've learned that's new about Reddit is that it's never for anything. It never achieves anything. No that's subreddit true. has ever actually done anything. It's just people, like, nattering on at each other about the thing that they all already agree about. Yeah, using the same few memes, but then fitting into <laughs> collecting knives or whatever the thing is. <laughs> yes. I mean, I can think of one subreddit that ran a successful presidential campaign. <laughs> Gosh, I hope we never stumble upon it. Mm-hmm. Yep, r slash John Adams. <laughs> yep. It's weird, they couldn't get him re-elected, though, because he was anti-war. And dead. <laughs> Okay. Uh, what did you get, Louisa, the one and we're doing? I got r slash Jeopardy, which is specifically about the quiz show Jeopardy. Hooray, this that's definitely the one Jeopardy. we're doing. Yay. Guys, just so you know, r slash John Adams is a real board and it has 16 <laughs> subscribers. Great. Oh man, that's uh, almost as many as bloggers. <laughs> the, top, the top post of all time on bloggers had 18 upvotes, and it was, uh, what's your best source of traffic? Now, did you <laughs> upvote it? Because it has 19 now for me. <laughs> oh, no, I guess someone else is browsing it. Oh, wait, I didn't now it's 17. It. Wow, this Uh-oh. is a controversial post from a year ago. 
<laughs> Maybe someone accidentally clicked up and then right after clicked down. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to do Jeopardy, right? Yeah. Sure. Uh, so we all love the show Jeopardy, right? Yes. Absolutely, yes. Okay, this is this might be the first thing we all agree on. Yeah. Jeopardy is amazing. We all have I'm... the kinds of brains that really hang on to trivia, so Jeopardy is really our kind of show. Can yes. we, before we get too into this board, can we talk very briefly about how sad it is that Alex Trebek is fighting cancer right now, and we hope oh, that he's know. doing better? Yeah. This is a horrible way to learn that news. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I think that he's, uh... He's one of those people that you don't that like. We're not going to realize till he's gone how much a part of our pop culture diet he was because he hosted. He's hosted this show for forty years. I'm not even no exaggerating. Way, there's no way this show is going to still be good after he retires or whatever, right? Yeah, and it's weird because it's not like he's a particularly flamboyant personality. He's like a very stoic, like <laughs> no nonsense kind of guy. You know and what, for some though? reason that's weirdly comforting. I also, like him and I like him as the host. I think the show will continue on without him because if you really think about what he brings to the show, he is not very good at hosting that show. No, I think you're very I like wrong. About he's, <laughs> a, he's excellent at hosting that show and B, he <laughs> no, definitely wrote the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Here's why he's not going to sing the, show. the theme song. Think about what yeah, he has to talk to anybody. He performs the theme song live every week. Stop trying to say your facts, Louisa. We're making jokes. God damn it. <coughs> um, anyway, yes, he and Alan Thick wrote the theme song together. Sure. <laughs> what is the what is the show that Alan Thick did? It was at Different Strokes. It wasn't the one he was on. Right. I think incredibly thick. Was it or whatever. Different, was it, was I think it, it was Different Strokes. Silver Spoons. He wrote more than one. I don't remember. So, here's my question. Did he start out writing theme songs and then someone was like like they were right they were making a new sitcom and then they were had were just looking around the studio for someone to be the dad and they're like, "You look like a dad on TV. Come come do this." Yeah, I don't know, know how any Canadian is famous, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think more Canadians per capita are famous than any other group. I was watching, uh, like I do, a video about Star Wars, and they had an interview with people coming out of episode one, and one of the people they interviewed was a ten-year-old Justin Trudeau. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> well, he was already famous, to be fair. It's not like he was a what nobody. He? Yeah. Does he have a famous dad? Oh my god. I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah, you should learn some things about Canada history, Jeff. Here's the things I know about him is he used to be a school teacher, so I would assume that he's not related to anyone famous. Would and you, now he's the you prime minister. That? You'd assume but that, Jeff, would you? <laughs> you've heard, surely you've heard people talk about how he is like the Trudeaus or Canada's Kennedy, Kennedy family, right? <laughs> I literally, this is the first I'm hearing of it. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Isn't there an airport named after his dad? <laughs> seems likely Dave Trudeau or whatever. Uh, I'm pretty sure that there's a, a Trudeau airport somewhere. Oh, God. Did you say Dave Trudeau? No, sure. I, I don't remember his dad's I first did. name. Oh, okay. Jeff did. You know, it must have been Return of the Jedi. He was probably in college by the time Phantom Menace came, came out. Yes. How is he younger than us? No. How old is he? 
Justin Trudeau. Do you want me to actually tell you? Because I can look it up, but that's illegal. No, I don't want you to look it up. I just want you to tell me what you think. If I had to guess, I would think he's Obama's age, like 46. Really? That old? He seems much younger than that. that. No, I I would put him around that. I would say he's late 30s. You think he's early 40s? Mid 40s? Yeah. He just seems too optimistic about things <laughs> to be that old. Well, he's always been rich. That makes you a pretty optimistic oh, person, Oh, yeah, right? that's true. Oh, man. <laughs> Guys, can we talk for one second about poor Joe Kennedy and how terrible he did at that thing and now everyone thinks it's funny? Who? Joe Kennedy, the guy who gave the, the State of the Union Democratic speech and he <laughs> had, like, chapstick all over his face. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I ignored all of that. Is he one of the famous Kennedys? I mean, America, America's Trudeaus, they call them. Yes. <laughs> the only I mean, Kennedy who's ever in the news who's not one of the famous Kennedys is the one for MTV. Like, there's no other ones that aren't related to them. And what about are Jamie, we certain, wait, Jamie are Kennedy? We, no, he's related are we to them. Certain, are we certain that Kennedy for MTV is not one of those? Jamie Kennedy is like their dumb cousin that they add in the seventh season. Oh, that'd be great. Yes, of course he is. Yeah. He's always doing pranks. Now, are the dead Kennedys all members of the Kennedy family as well? Technically that's speaking, yes. Taste, most because, of them. Yeah. That's what that's named after, Matt. <laughs> Well, obviously, I know. I'm talking about the band. What is? Did they have a good song? No. They Damn. Did, um, they're the ones who did that one about how Nazi punks are bad, right? Did they? Was it a good I song, though? Them. I'm pretty how sure do that's I, them. Wait, why do I know the name of this band when I don't think I've ever, I can name a single song of theirs? They had a good that's punch about a lot of bands. I don't know. I feel like I could probably... Most of the bands I know, I know the song that they're known for, just in case I'm ever on Jeopardy. Yeah, bring exactly. It, bringing it back around. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> uh, what I like most about Jeopardy is the thing people forget most, which is that it has a really weird gimmick. It's just been mm-hmm. on so long that we think of it as normal, mm-hmm. but it's a weird gimmick that they give. They give the answer to a trivia question, and you have to come up with the question that fits it that they were thinking of. Do you know why what? that is? That's crazy. Yeah, tell me why. Well, do you remember that movie Quiz Show about the Quiz Show scandal? There was that show where people cheated to. Yeah, Robert Redford was the the cheater guy. I think I saw a documentary about it, but I don't know the fictionalized movie. I think it's Robert Redford before we get a bunch of tweets. Is it not? I don't think so. We're never going to get. You'll only get the tweets from me. (laughs) Yeah, not enough people listen to this. So there was that scandal. So afterwards. Uh, uh, It was directed and starring Robert Redford. Yes, I looked it up. Go on. (laughs) Okay, then it's time for me to reveal that as soon as I hit enter on Justin Trudeau, Matt said, don't look it up. And then I said, he's 46. And then the Google page loaded, and he was, in fact, 46. But I didn't want to say anything. That was definitely the order in which those things happened. No, it was. I was like, I don't know, I think he's like 46, and uh-huh. then Google finished loading and told me that that was true. Okay. I was over-guessing. <laughs> uh, so, the show was, I think, created by Merv Griffin, I think it's one of his, and I'm pretty sure the story goes that he and his wife were uh, talking about what kind of show you could do now in this uh, culture where this quiz show scandal has happened. And his wife said something about a good gimmick would be, what if uh, it was, the idea was that they all already had the answers, like you were giving them the answers ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's set up that way. 
It's a stupid idea, you're right. Yes. <laughs> but that's why that is, so now you know the rest of the story. I just don't think that this- I I still think that Jeopardy cannot survive- I mean, they will keep trying to do it after Alex Trebek leaves, but I, I think that it's the only game show that still is the thing it's always been. What about Wheel of Fortune? Boom. Uh, yeah, but that that's gone out, out under like some changes. Didn't they get is Vanna White still on it? Yes. I thought she left. I think so. Oh. I think she's still on it. <clears throat> yeah, she's still on. That also. I mean, I'm I know sure Pat had hosts. I think that had hosts before Pat Sajak and Vanna White, didn't it? Jeopardy really? had hosts before Alex Trebek. What? Yeah, yeah, but like yeah. one, and then he was from. It's been consistently him since like it came back. Because it was one of those cancelled ones that came back and was successful. Hmm. Well, anyway, uh, you guys disagree with me, but he is not good at hosting, which is the thing where you keep things smoothly going when the other person you're talking to is scared because they haven't been on TV before. He is terrible at that. He's just as scared as they are. <laughs> He's like a spider. He is a spider. <laughs> It's that mustache that throws you off. When he got rid of that mustache, by the yeah. way, that show, I want to see, I wish that I, um, I wish I could look it up, but I've already used up my one sneak look up for this <laughs> show. This is a new rule. Yeah, I'm making up the rules as I go. Um, I want to see- No, it's a, it's a different game where the, the you make up the rules as you go. It's not Jeopardy. Uh, the actual rule is you're allowed to look things up as long as it doesn't stop you from continuing to participate in this comedy podcast that we do as a group together. Yeah, if you can do it like a no. spy so nobody knows. I'll yeah. stop participating anyway. <laughs> I know, that's why I keep yelling at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I was just- uh, Oh no, I forgot what I was talking about. Alex Trebek and Good. the Jeopardy... Oh, I want to know <laughs> the concrete numbers of how far their ratings dropped the day that Alex Trebek shaved off his mustache. Because <laughs> there had to be a drop, right? You're insane. You think what people you? who regularly watch Jeopardy looked at that and were like, no, no more. What they I'm did saying was continue to watch... To and my angry letters to Alex Trebek, I am sure. I'm saying there had to be at least... One person who turned on Jeopardy that day and was like, what? Fuck this. And then turned it off. <laughs> that was all that was keeping me watching the show. And that person was me. Okay. <laughs> I, I really, I am not as interested in the show since he lost that mustache. I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> well, that's crazy. That's a crazy thing to say. Uh, is it crazy, Louisa? Yes. Yes. Here's what I'm saying. <laughs> Jeopardy is an institution, yeah. and it's been solidly reliable this whole time mm -hmm. uh, that I've been alive, and for them to change it up by getting rid of a mustache or Alex Trebek will ruin the show, I believe. Okay. Who do you think should host it? Alex Trebek, only, forever. <laughs> when he's dead. A robot programmed to have the personality and soul of Alex Trebek. Oh, what about Ken that robot Jennings. who won? How about that? That robot who won should uh Oh, be that the... fucking robot. Did you actually watch those episodes? No, no of course not. I I haven't watched Jeopardy in 20 years. That <laughs> robot did win, but you know it's fi the final Jeopardy question was something about uh this uh, American city's largest airport blah 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 blah. 
and the human contestants didn't get it, but the robot didn't get it either because its guess was something like Toronto. Like, it fucking got wrong the fact that it had to be an American city's airport. Well, that's fun. Yeah, I've seen I've seen people give final answers that are that stupid. Yeah, but this human. robot is supposed to, for the minimum, understand the keywords. All right, American cities got to be one of those. Well, it is in North America. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, technically, it's an American city. Is all I'm saying. Really yes. <clears throat> so that robot is more right than you are. Okay, Ken Jennings should host after Alex Trebek leaves. No, here's what they fun. should do. Yeah, here's, he's actually, uh, he's very fun on Twitter. I like his tweets. They should have a competition to see who gets to host Jeopardy next. And there should be a trivia component and also an interviewing awkward nerds component. Mm-hmm. This would be a good idea. Okay. <laughs> do you guys think that Alex Trebek is actually as smart as he pretends to be when he hosts this show? No, I think I he's think smarter he than average. smart. But I don't think he's that smart. He's very, very smart, I think, in real life. But I, like, the way that he always says the right answer to questions like he knew it, even though you didn't, is kind (laughs) of ridiculous. As if he's made up all of the questions and is just quizzing you. No, actually, what you meant to say was uh, the the wife of Bath. Sorry. (laughs) Like, obviously. This episode just is making me itch to go on YouTube and type in, like, funniest things Alex Trebek has had to say on Jeopardy. Because I'm looking at the- well, we did- we have to read the sidebar, uh, and then I want to go into the top post of all time. Yeah. Alright, so the header of this is the Jeopardy set, just like a panoramic view of the whole thing, just empty. And it's kind of bleak. (laughs) Uh, It says America's Favorite Quiz Show. And then down on the side we have- uh, oh, there's 16,000 trivia ner- nerds on this board, and 58 users are here now, so they said users, and that's not great. Uh, this is our slash Jeopardy, a community for discussing Jeopardy episodes, news strategy, <laughs> and appreciation. What else Let's am I going to- Yeah, it's just got rules after yeah, that. Yeah, there's a lot of rules. Let's talk a little bit about Jeopardy strategy, because yeah. there are definitely people who have- game strategies around Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they ruined the game. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with this? Yes. Uh no, I think you have to have like if I for See, picking if you have the, a big enough head start in Final Jeopardy and then you figure out how much you can risk and still get it wrong and still have more money than the next lowest person could double theirs and get higher than you. That's kind of fucked up, I think. Nah, I think that's the only good kind of strategy, (laughs) but, like, picking the numbers on the board, it's like, no, whatever, just pick the category you know and go for the highest number if you're really confident. The thing that bothers me- Oh, see, I don't like people when they jump around looking for that double jeopardy. I hate that. I hate it when somebody starts at the bottom of a category. Mm -hmm. It's like, I like it when I can answer the top ones and then they get hard only later. Yes. (laughs) I don't want to start with the one I don't know the answer to. You're supposed to get used to the idea of the category like it's supposed to be things that rhyme or whatever. Like, you need the the easy ones to get you in the mood of it. Oh, man. Sometimes those categories come up where you're like, what even could be in this category? Yep. (laughs) Uh, the people who make up the names of those categories must have the best job on earth. 
<laughs> okay, I've got these five questions. They are related only in that they refer to ty- different types of lizards. We're going to call it uh, just lizard around. Like, <laughs> no, that's terrible. <laughs> I know, they're all terrible. This is what I'm saying. Oh, God. <laughs> so the top two posts of all time are about the same subject, which is um, last year's <laughs> Uh, Jeopardy college champion almost from exactly a year ago um, Lily Chin of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology um, did exactly what Louisa hates which is she knew that she could bet zero dollars and still win uh, in Final Jeopardy so she bet zero dollars and put the answer who is the spiciest meme lord and uh, then won uh, because she had such a good lead yeah, I can't. Fi- I'm trying to find what the answer that was given to this question was, and I can't. I can't find what Alex Trebek said that prompted her to say, "Who is the spiciest meme lord?" A hundred percent for sure. This is an inside joke between her and her friends that she decided to broadcast on television just to be an asshole. That's right? fine. She's she's like twenty. Ugh, You're supposed to I let twenty it. year olds be insufferable dorks. No, I hate okay, it. Especially someone, I, especially I, someone who's at MIT is going to build the robots that kill you. Okay, but I don't have to suffer them, as you say, they're insufferable. I don't. No, no, you do. Uh, I just think that it's fun, because she started doing an AMA in the comments of just the post someone made on r slash Jeopardy, because, of course, an MIT student was already on Reddit. Was already on the Jeopardy Reddit discussing her strategy, I assume. (laughs) I really like uh, the one that's showing up third of all time for me called Just Austin, which is a little gift set of a contestant. Uh, I guess his name is Austin. Don't know anything about him. Didn't see his episodes. But it's the things he does and he's announced on the show and he's doing crazy little waves and like, oh, I didn't see you there. And I really like it. (laughs) I think, is he not a member of the Clue Crew? I thought he was a member of the Clue Crew. I don't think so. He looks like a character played by some lesser current SNL cast member. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, what a, uh, isn't there a guy named Taron or something who's an SNL man? Yeah, he looks like Taron, whatever, is playing him. (laughs) He does not look like Taron (laughs) Killam. No, he doesn't look like him. He looks like a character he plays (laughs) in a fake beard and wig. (laughs) Fine. Anyway, I really like, he's doing some waves and stuff, and then the last one is he uh, opens his jacket and pulls out of his pocket an imaginary uh, flask, which he then unscrews. Oh, you know what? He looks like if Paul F. Tompkins had a dumpy younger brother. (laughs) Paul F. Tompkins does have a dumpy younger brother, and it does not look like this guy. (laughs) Does he? That's crazy. Yeah. He's got like I thought he was was an only child. What? He's from an Irish Catholic family. He's got like five or six brothers and sisters. Huh, weird. <laughs> he n- literally never mentions them ever. That's true. <laughs> wow, there's a lot of people in the comments that really don't like this guy. Oh no! I think that's so fun! <laughs> I mean, I think it's fun too, but apparently he was a very unpleasant person on the show as oh, a contestant, damn. so... Damn it. Here's the, th- here's the fun thing about Jeopardy! There's so There's such a vast array of things to like. You know what's weird... <laughs> Sorry, Jeff, did you have more? No, that was it. That was the whole thing. <laughs> what, Jeff, are you okay? Do you need yeah, help? Yeah. 
I said, do you have more? And then you were just silent. No, no, no. I, heard it. I said that was it. Yeah. Okay. That was the whole thing. I heard that. You know what's you are great? I'm having a problem. Matt. Fine. I've never claimed I wasn't having a problem. Um, <laughs> That's fair. You didn't. Yep. Uh, okay. So, um, what was I saying? Oh. It was about Austin. Oh, now oh, you're, you're the Jeff. You're the Jeff of this episode. <laughs> I keep on clicking on other things in Jeopardy. I need to stop looking at <laughs> this for a Jeff second. That's what Jeff keeps doing. <laughs> No, Although, I'm looking at the fair, board. I, Jeff always looks at his phone, his Twitter feed. <laughs> yeah, but that's why he gets distracted. I didn't know who Justin Trudeau was <laughs> in context, so... <laughs> I can't get over uh, that. I can't get over you not knowing the name Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought he was just King of Canada or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Jeff thought that he was a member of one of those uh, hot Canadian bands, like... Um, Ah, uh, damn. Why can't I think of any Canadian Sticks? bands? There were so many. <laughs> Sticks, Striper? Yes. Is Sticks Jeff from is- Canada? That's crazy. Oh, man. I would love to see Justin Trudeau front a Sticks reunion tour, you guys. <laughs> that would be amazing. You're uh, never going to remember what you were going to say now about sorry. Jeopardy. <laughs> no, here's what I love about Jeopardy, is mm-hmm. the fact that they have a 30-second piece where you, like, get to know the contestants, and that is mm-hmm. literally the only place where their personality comes out. I don't give a shit about these guys, and I'm glad that you've given me a fast-forwardable piece of your show where I don't have to know. Yeah, I always, mm. uh, if I'm watching Jeopardy, I always use the fast-forward to skip over everyone's personality parts because I don't care. Yeah. Not only do I not care, it actually makes me anxious and upset how bad they are at being on the show, and I would be no better, I know it, but I don't want to see that. I'm baffled by people who, like, the thing that they choose to have Alex ask them about is always crazy. It's always a thing where you're like, why would you want to talk about this, especially when you're not naturally charming? Like, you're just digging yourself into a hole where it's like, now you have to explain to these people why you decided to make your own uh, car door (laughs) opener or whatever, like... You, you aren't going to do good at this. Here's here's something that gets them off the hook for that a tiny bit, because I do know this to be true. If you're going on Jeopardy, you're supposed to give, like, five topics that you could talk about, and they get to choose which one they want to ask. Are, are you telling oh, me so? Are you te- if you're like, oh, I did, I did this fun thing, which makes me look great, and there's this other thing, and then by the time you're down to number five, you're like, uh, once I almost got killed by a bear on a camping trip, and they're like, so, you were camping once. That's why they seem so startled, I think, sometimes. Are you genuinely <laughs> trying to tell me that there's no further interaction until they're on television? <laughs> like, yes. they write down a thing, and then they don't have any idea what's gonna happen until Alex Trebek is asking them about their bear attack. Well, they're yeah, probably agree. hoping that it's not going to be that story that they choose, but then it is, so here we or are. Or maybe they're trying to to be like, here's four duds and the thing I do want to talk about, and then mm-hmm. Trebek picks one of the duds. Yeah, exactly. That is literally exactly how it happens to <laughs> okay, those people. <laughs> but you probably know before the episode starts what he's going to ask you about, and then at that point you're like, okay, shit. How do I make this story interesting or make up a story that's interesting on this subject? Well, you have to just be prepared for all five or whatever, because no, they don't tell you ahead of time. Why not? Of course they would. (laughs) They They would have to. Why wouldn't they? It's not a priority to be like, they want you to be good, though. (laughs) They (laughs) They don't don't care. They so obviously don't care because they've never cared. It's always been this bad. 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I think that they would probably be like, heads up, Alex Trebek is going to ask you about that murdering a guy thing, so be prepared well, for that. No, your heads up is that it's one of the five things you told them you'd talk about. Uh, I don't know. I don't believe you. Do you have any evidence <laughs> that this is the case, or are you just presupposing? It was from some articles I've read about people being on Jeopardy. Mm. Yeah, Louise is a big Jeopardy fan. She's a big Jep head. <laughs> I know, like that. <laughs> that sounds like a racial slur. Even <laughs> though I definitely I thought, thought about say, it beforehand to make sure it wasn't. I thought you were going to say that a- you are the uh, podcast residence Jep head because you love Carly Rae Jepsen so much. <laughs> Could you be uh, a Je- no. Jefferson airplane? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. That's too many things, man. Oh, it's very good, though. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Guys. It's bar- it barely exists, guys. but yeah, sure. You guys, guys, I don't yes. think Styx is from Canada. Oh, no. no they're from Chicago. Oh, no. Jeff, look them up. Jeff's a cheater. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> I uh, just... Jeff, I don't think you understand why we made this rule. <laughs> yeah. I didn't look it up. I just suddenly had the bad feeling that, no, they're not from Canada. Who's who's a good Canada band? Yeah. Rush. Did Is Rush from Canada? Moxie yes. Fruvis, because they had that, that uh, No, they're not good. They rapist. have that sex creep in yeah. them. Yeah. Is Moxie Fruvis a ska band? I know they were popular around the ska era. I don't know. I think they're more like an Oingo Boingo style novelty band. Is Kings of Leon associated with Moxie Fruvis in some way? For some reason, oh, those two are associated in my mind. Uh, no. They're associated in your mind because the lead singer of Kings of Leon uh, is a pedophile in prison. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, if that's, I that's why they're associated in your mind because they both are fronted by sex criminals <laughs> who are in jail. Good then. I'm glad that I had no other information about those bands in my mind, and thus this isn't like a stunning reveal to me. <laughs> You've just told me that there are two sex criminals in the world, and I believe you. <laughs> uh, oh, men, that is very men, fun, the way that your brain cataloged that information. Like, men oh, these two bands go in an unlabeled folder together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's what you do sometimes, I guess. Men Without Hats. There we go. Canadian band, I'm sure of it. Oh, what? No, aren't they from Australia? No, they are not. Just because they had a very stupid Ah, Australian-sounding novelty song in the 80s doesn't mean they're from Australia. No, no, they're the other one. Uh, Men Men at Work and Men Without Hats are two bands I conflate constantly. Yeah, well, they were popular at the same time. They are indistinguishable as well. Yes, that's true. They also (laughs) sound the same. Yes. Uh, like obviously, I know if I hear "Safety Dance" that it's definitely Men Without Hats, but also I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, that's their only song, but also no. If you... Pop goes the world. Thank you, which what is why fuck? I know because in Pop goes the world, they reference a snowman and they use the French Canadian term for snowman, which is why I remember. Ew. Are you dissociating right now? <laughs> Are you having a stroke on the podcast? I have, like, I recognize what you're saying is English, but it's not constructed in sentences like language is. Yeah, the things you're saying, you're saying them as if, like, we would know what the words you say or what you're, the words you're saying mean, yeah, but it's, it's, it's like trying to communicate reasonable. with an alien. You were like, it was like you were reading the dictionary out of order. <laughs> French Canadian for snowman is bonhomme, and I put it in the chat, and it means good man, and I love that. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's literally the only good man is a snowman. And yep. in Canada, you have to make every uh, snowman look like John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the law. It's just yeah, too many anyway. I would say it's if in, anything, it's in John the rule Goodman book, looks snowman like has a snowman. To be lawful good. Oh, you guys both tried to make your joke at the same time, so neither yep. one worked. Okay, great. delete both of them. Punish, punish us both by cutting both jokes out of the show. <laughs> you guys heard that ten seconds of silence that was Jeff and Louisa trying to make their joke. Yeah, I didn't. You, you I, can use the delete button nope. instead of the silence audio. No, button. you need to be punished. <laughs> I'm not oh, okay. erasing your crimes for you, Jeff. <laughs> but you are. Uh... <laughs> no, I'm erasing the crime, but not the evidence. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> that sounds like the tagline for, like, a, a John claude Van Damme movie. He can erase the crime, but not the evidence. What does that mean? Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, that's every action movie's tagline. It doesn't need to mean anything. Um, so, Jeopardy. I, Favorite Jeopardy uh, categories? Yes. Well, Mine is classical mythology. Like, ooh, I think I like uh, scientific achievements. I have a a real crazy thing for um I don't know like the what when you're asking a trivia question and the part of the trick of it is trying to follow what the question is actually asking for yeah. like uh this band and you have to just pay attention to that part and ignore the rest of the question as far as like be like okay i need a band now mm -hmm. i'll listen to the rest of the question with that in mind yeah so any category where it's like twisty and turny and you have to give like a specific category of answers mm -hmm. uh but no i can't name a category off the top of my head but it's like all right in this category all of the answers will be uh the name of a type of cheese and a rapper mm -hmm. in that order I like the ones where it's, like, two different answers connected by a common word. You know, uh, like, like yeah. the before and those after type good. of thing? Yeah, they do those on Wheel of Fortune, too, but those are stupid. Whereas in uh, Jeopardy, it's very fun, I think. I get oh, chipped I up way to too much when the category is, like, birds that start with O, and then they start describing the bird, and I'm like, oh, that's a magpie. And then I totally forgot that it had to start with an O, and it's an <laughs> Oriole. Oh man, I would love to see you on Jeopardy being embarrassed giving such wrong answers. <laughs> oh, I would hate that. That when we were kids, we would watch Jeopardy and Louisa and our dad would yell out the answers and I was the youngest and so was incapable of competing with them, but they still made fun of me for getting the answers wrong. So that's a great uh environment to grow up in. Anyway, yeah, the only strong. time Look how yeah. strong you are. <laughs> <laughs> the only time that I would ever be able to get things right is if Louisa or Dad yelled out the right answer, but in the wrong format, like Louisa's saying, where she mm -hmm. forgot that it had to start with an O, and then I'd be like, ah, I know the right answer, and I <laughs> Who remember is the an rule. O magpie? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Matt's time to shine. <laughs> yep. So... I was the real, I was the scavenger of that biome. <laughs> you were the real magpie of the situation. Yeah, if you think about it, collecting those shiny, shiny questions and bringing them back to my nest. Uh, I do I like, though, if I watch with other people now. You're right, we, we played way too anar anarchically? Wait a anarchically. Minute. Sure. <laughs> back then, I like now to follow the actual rule, which is he, Alex Drake has to say the whole answer. And then you say your question in the form of a question. 
Yeah, I, I I like working together with a person to play as opposed to competing because competing just makes you angry, I think. You know what I really like? Jeopardy for the Nintendo Entertainment System because you have to type in the answers with an NES controller and that's insane. <laughs> that is, yeah. Ah, uh, yes, that's true. And you can only be like one of four people and they're all the ugliest. I know, they all have like eight pixels total making up their face. Yeah. You have, like, 25 seconds to type in, like, a long word on an on-screen keyboard. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, I, I can't believe we got this far in without mentioning the viral video Jeff Pretty that uh, oh, we yeah. talked about on the show before. It's at the top, uh, the bottom of the first page of Top All Time. I don't yeah, think I know that's this. Very good. Uh, it's part of that new absurdist humor where the humor comes from the fact that it's oh, yes, devolving into Jeff, madness. Yes. I remember you guys telling me about this before. I'm going to watch this video now. Which I love. I love comedy that just becomes more and more insane. I don't like it because it has my name in it, and it makes me think they're making fun of me. <laughs> they definitely are. Uh, yeah, I know. That's why I don't like it. <laughs> why do so many people make fun of the name Jeff? I've heard a lot of people use Jeff as a joke name. It's not that yeah. ridiculous. It's it's the new modern joke name. I, I think yeah. it might have started because of twenty the 21 Jump Street movie. It's a joke name in that, and I think a lot uh. of the yeah, I haven't seen the no. movie. I've just seen people reference it, but Why I think not? that was the initial kernel of modern joke name. Well, Eddie Izzard had a bit about Jeff's uh, years before that. That's so what yeah, I he's think not of. famous. Uh, he's not a popular comedian. <laughs> what about Lyle? Could we could we switch it over to Lyle? That's a funnier name. I feel like that's too niche. Mm-hmm. What about Kyle? Kyle is pretty good. Yeah, maybe Kyle. Kevin, I feel like, uh, occupies some, yeah, the Kevin's same space. Yeah, Kevin's an all-time classic. <laughs> That's yeah. my go-to joke name for, like, th- th- Kevin might as well mean random douchebag yeah. in the way I use it. What about Devin? Yeah, that's that like for that's, a, that's, that's, that's millennial. That's, Mo- that's gender neutral, so that is yeah. even better. And, and it really shows how much we hate millennials. Because their dumb names are definitely their fault and not their parents' fault. (laughs) Fuck off, baby boomers, you dumb assholes. Oh no, now it's it's Gen X is naming Gen Z dumb names. That's what's happening right now. Yeah, that's fine. As long as Gen X doesn't in ten years go, hey, I hate how all kids now are named Blue Raspberry or whatever. Like you did that. You did it. <laughs> uh it's gonna be Renesme and Bella. <laughs> I remember Dave Barry had a joke in one of his books uh, written in the 80s about how kids nowadays are all named Joshua and Ashley, and I'm like, fuck, he was right, though. (laughs) How many fucking Joshua's and Ashley's did I grow up with? (laughs) Joshua's a goddamn Bible name. You can't be like, oh, what a weird name. Yeah, well, Jacob is, too, and uh, that's come back because of fucking uh, Twilight. And Edward's yep. also an old name, so just because they are old does not mean they. And of course, around. we all remember Renesme being a name from <laughs> a million years ago. Just yeah, kidding. The Gospel That's, of Renesme. The <laughs> only way the name Renesme could make sense to you is if you suffered a very violent head trauma immediately before <laughs> hearing it. I cannot believe that she thought that that was an okay name for a character in her uh, book. What was the two characters that combined? Renee, Renee and Esme. Yeah. Just name the character Renee Esme last name. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. 
I would prefer Esmene over Renesme. <laughs> I would prefer combining them in the opposite way over how they actually did it. Esmene sounds like a vocal percussion thing. <laughs> Yeah, like, it, that's what a, if you say it fast enough, it sounds like a drum roll. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> All right, guys, I need you guys to come in hard on the Esmenes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, dr- it's drum instructor short speak for a certain rhythm. Yep. pa rum pum 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 You got it, Jeff. You really nailed it. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you guys liked this episode of Seeing Reddit. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at Seeing Reddit. You can find uh, you can email us seeingreddit at gmail I'm on Twitter at Kamikaze Pilot. I'm on Twitter J3FK, Instagram.com slash ChefJK, Patreon.com slash ChefJK. Uh, I might post some more content from our 100th episode. Uh, Ooh, on, content, you say? On the Patreon this month. Just the Yeah, I listened content. to the 100th episode that you did, and it's a lot nicer to listen to episodes when you didn't edit them. So, ah. thanks, Jeff. Uh, do you want me to edit this week's, too? We could talk about that off the air. Yeah, that's anyway, not necessary right now. Go on. Uh, follow the show on Twitter, seeing Reddit, and uh, that's it. Those are all the things. Alright, you can find me on Twitter at Heronbird, and you can find me on Instagram at Louisa Heron. And if you want to ask me Jeopardy questions on Twitter, that is great, because I love trivia. Yep. Jeopardy is a fun game. Um, Okay, well, thanks to the folks who uh, have been talking about us on Twitter. Uh, Thanks to Tanner. Thank you, Tanner. Thanks to our friend Chris. Thank you, Chris. Um, (coughs) Thanks to Turner, who posted Mm, some pictures relevant to our uh the things we've joked about over the past hundred episodes like moxie and uh waluigi's hat etc yay i now i now own one of those hats thanks to matt (laughs) oh that's true i gave jeff a waluigi hat for christmas i wore it in public when i went to go see black panther (laughs) (laughs) i like that that's like a defense against anyone being mean to you like he can't be mean to me though look at my cool (laughs) waluigi hat yeah that poor guy he's got a hard enough life No, because it's a very stylish hat, and I think purple in general is a color where if someone, like, wears it, you're like, oh, wow, that really pops. Uh, And so you don't notice at first that it has an upside-down L on my forehead. Hey, now I'm an (laughs) all-star. And I feel like, uh, like, sincerely liking Waluigi is, like, a very cool thing to do now for some reason. Yeah, it's a power move. (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys think we started that? I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, definitely. I started it personally. <laughs> I've, I've turned you both on to Waluigi. That's probably true. Wait, when you say turned us on, you mean sexually? I mean, I taught you how, how, how you were sexually, sexually attracted, attracted to, Waluigi. to Waluigi. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh man, I just saw the best post on this board, and I want to bring it up before we finish, because apparently there's a commercial that airs during Jeopardy that is a blue screen with white text asking a Jeopardy question, and the uh, question that it asks is, um, this pain reliever has the strength mm-hmm. to handle your arthritis pain all day with just two pills, and apparently it tricks everyone who DVRs Jeopardy into stopping <laughs> fast-forwarding Yeah, the that's what they meant to do. I've seen that many times, uh, and it's the worst. So fun. <laughs> Pretty clever. Um, anyway, I'm still thanking people. Thanks to, uh, we posted a lot of pictures of our favorite moments from Medieval Times, so thanks <laughs> to all the folks who liked those. 
Uh, thanks to Sir Grills, who Ooh, uh, I think is a new listener, but he says that this is our, his current favorite podcast, so, or he or she. Thanks to Grill, Sir Grills. We very or much appreciate neither. it. They is yeah. an option. <clears throat> yeah, whatever your pronoun is. Uh, thanks to Regina. Mm, thank you, Regina. Who said that Louisa made, said something funny, but didn't say Yay! what the thing was. Yeah, so. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. We'll but. never know when Louisa says something funny. And yep. I was going to say something. I, I said I responded that something Matt said during the recording made me laugh, and then I didn't say what it was because I didn't know how far Regina was in the show. But it was and when- it would go. It would go right to my head if I knew. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. I, sh- I want to well, say that's though- just because you have that blood disease. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need a, you have a special port in your head to let all the blood out. <laughs> yes, it's called you my sometimes ear. Put, you sometimes put candles in there too. Yeah, I put my can- I put a candle in there to get the blood a flowing. Uh, what I was gonna say is, it's when the chancellor says something to the queen about, uh, oh, maybe you'll find a husband, and you said oh, that it's he... definitely gonna be the Green Knight because he's a premium fuckboy. Yes. <laughs> when the <laughs> chancellor says, "I am the Senate," and electrocutes all the knights with his magic. <laughs> oh man, that chancellor was was should have. There should have been a coup in the middle yeah. of that. I. Where did I talk about this last week? I probably did. But they set it up so much that Chancellor's like, oh, Captain of Arms, you're not even doing any real fighting. I bet you can't even yeah, fight. Yeah, you, you definitely talked about this yeah, on the episode. Well, why, still, though, why didn't he fight? <laughs> yeah, there should have been there, there should have been a civil war in the middle of the medieval <laughs> times where it was like the Chancellor was trying to lead a revolt against the Queen. Mm-hmm. That would have been amazing and so much more compelling. Yes. Uh, there's a weird gap, I guess, right now, because uh, for us, we just recorded this last week, but for listeners, uh, there's been an episode since then. Yeah, people are going to be very confused, but that's fine. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. are fine with you being confused. <clears throat> I don't even remember what the one in between was, so that'll either. be exciting. <laughs> um, but now that we are back from our adventures, we can uh, post a new poll, uh, uh, celebrity casting poll, so we'll be mm-hmm. doing that to keep an eye out. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime, I hope you guys come back. Please tell your friends all about us, and uh, we will see you next week. But until then, we'll just be horsing around. Ugh, I don't <laughs> like... Don't, don't read the comments. Sorry, I'm sick. We can dance if we want to We can leave your friends behind Cause your friends don't dance And if they don't dance Well, they're no friends of mine See, we can go where we want to Place where they will never find And we can act like we come from out of this world Leave the real one far behind <laughs> What, I'm not allowed to have a new uh, catchphrase, Jeff? <laughs> you can have a better one <laughs> Uh, no. You know when it's time to change it, and then you just change it, and that's how it works. Yeah, that's true. That's what I did. I know, that's what I'm saying. I I tried to agree with you. Did I change mine to something? Uh... I think I changed it and then changed it back. Yeah, you did, yeah. Hmm. Oh, well. (laughs) (sighs) I'm tired from doing this episode. (laughs) Me too. Is it always this exhausting? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I had a really hard time looking at the reddit and also talking this week for some reason yeah you haven't been getting out of sleep probably 
Maybe I need nine hours a night. <laughs> I guess so. I think I actually do. I, like, when I get eight hours, I'm still very tired. I usually need, like, eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah, Chris uh, Chris usually is a nine-hour sleeper. Like, when he gets a, his full rest, otherwise he's cranky and uh, unfocused. I just wish that there weren't so many interesting and fun things to do while I'm awake. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> I think my ideal sleep is five to six hours. Like, I don't... I feel obviously miserably tired if I get less and just so groggy if I get more. But when I do that, I'm exhausted by the middle of the day. <laughs> like that first half of the yeah. day, God, I just feel great. And then the middle of the day, I'm like, oh no, I didn't sleep enough. <laughs> but if I sleep longer and I'm just the same level of sort of tired all day <laughs> instead of crashing. I yeah, think my I ideal is seven hours and then a 45 minute nap after lunch. Ooh, but that doesn't really fit yeah. into my work day. <laughs> but it's very good when I get it. <clears throat> I want to, like, I, I wonder, I think that this might just be marketing, but every time I do, I feel that way, I'm always like, maybe I have a bad mattress, and it's like, <laughs> I'm not getting that deep sleep that, that they say I, I'm not getting. Oh, do I need a Casper mattress? <laughs> I don't know. I absolutely know my problem is that I snore, uh, and if I got the sleep test and the, uh, I would say CPAP machine, but probably I just need, like, nasal surgery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, then I would probably get full sleep. Yeah. You could just get punched in the face very hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, <clears throat> that has the bonus of maybe it would kill me. <laughs> uh, uh. In a less drastic measure, if you sleep more sitting up, that helps with that too. Does it? Yeah. I've also, found the flatter I sleep, the better it is. Hmm. That's usually not the case. Hmm. Also, that's the thing that old men do, and I know, Jeff, that you've always aspired to be more like an old man. Yes, except that I don't want to have to live all of the life between now and then. You yeah, know, so in the Elizabethan era, everybody slept sitting up, because if you slept lying down, that was, like, for the dead, so you don't the do that. The devil might steal your yeah, exactly. uh, spine. Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Idle shoes are the devil's playthings, they used to say. Shoes, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know why I just assume everything that people did during the Elizabethan era was because the fear of the devil, but I think it's probably accurate, right? Yeah. Uh yeah, probably. I mean people are still stupid now, so I imagine they were way stupider back then. <laughs> oh man.